0: This is Physician to Physician Plant-Based Nutrition. I'm Tracy Cushing, an emergency medicine physician. I'm also a mom, a wife, four-time Ironman, and I've been plant-based for 11 years. And I'm Eden English. I'm an
1: internal medicine physician, a hiker, a ski boarder, a mom, and I've been vegan for the last
0: five years. We're passionate about helping other doctors learn the science behind plant-based eating so they can help their patients develop sustainable, healthy eating habits.
1: Each episode, we're breaking down the science behind plant based eating and answering the questions we know most doctors have and most patients ask. Hey, Eden. Hey, Tracy. How are you? I'm doing
0: well. How are you? Doing great. So tell us what you ate last night. Well, I'm so glad we're recording this on a Thursday because Wednesday is the day we pick up our CSA share or our community-supported agriculture. And for those of you that aren't familiar with that, basically local farms will uh, provide sort of a grab bag of their fresh produce once a week during the summer, sometimes all year round if you're fortunate enough to live um, in a place that can sustain that. And it's a really good way to support small community farms and it's also a good way to learn about new veggies and fruits that you might have never seen before so we not infrequently will receive a box with something that i've never seen before and i have to look it up and what is a star squash and how do you cook it and um, so it's been really fun so last night we just had a selection of veggies from the farm share with some quinoa and um, just kind of sauteed with a little bit of olive oil and salt and pepper and that was it. And it was really delicious. How about you? What did you have for dinner? Well,
1: that sounds fantastic and much more creative than what I did. Wednesday's my clinic day. So after clinic, we went out to Blue Sushi, which is this sushi restaurant in downtown Denver. It's not fully vegan, but it has an incredible selection of vegan options, vegan rolls that aren't just the avocado roll. So they have all kinds of things. They put crispy tofu in it, they put vegan aioli in it. Um, really creative. Our favorite's the cowgirl but we eat a ton of different vegan sushi rolls and I love that place. So being able
0: to go out and get vegan sushi after work is one of my favorite things to do. And uh, that's a pretty nice segue into talking about fish, I guess, because that is our topic of the day. And I think at the outset, it's important to understand there are lots of reasons not to eat fish. We're going to talk about health reasons, whether there are any reasons to or not to, and then environmental reasons. And again, this is one of those areas where I really wanted to find literature that said, if you eat fish, you will become full of microplastics. And the data just isn't there yet. I'm still not eating fish. But um, so we're going to look at this from a couple of different angles, both health and the environment. And also just want to say, I got back from Alaska recently, where I watched my friend's trolling for salmon, fishing for halibut, harvesting everything that they need to basically get through the winter. Um, I couldn't watch them actually catch anything. And it was pretty upsetting to me to see the fish struggling and they're as sentient as chickens or pigs or dogs. And so ethically, it's hard for me to do that. But those folks are not really the problem. It's really big, giant commercial fisheries that are trolling vast areas of the ocean and scooping up whatever happens to be there without thought or care for overall fish populations. So...
1: I think those are great points, Tracy, because like you, I really wanted to find that all fish are entirely full of microplastics and heavy metals and eating them will kill us. That is not supported by the data that I could find yet or that we could find. Um, There is some data that fish definitely have microplastics in them. They definitely have heavy metals. That is easy to find. We do ingest it from them. That you can also find. We just can't prove that it's doing damage yet. We can theorize that it will with time, but the other thing that I think is really important that Tracy called out is we're really not talking about the people that are throwing a hook in the water to catch a fish to feed themselves. Um, while that may have some issues, like Tracy said, the fish can still feel that. but our our bigger problem is with the the dredging of the oceans, and then the the farmed fish, where the antibiotic and the pesticide use is so high, um that we're really not getting the health benefits from those farmed fish and getting them straight from the ocean is, just not sustainable. There's no way to feed seven or eight billion people a fish or two a week from our limited ocean supply of fish. And farming them has its own issues. I have recently watched both Sea Spiracy and Eating Our Way to Extinction. Both are great documentaries that really showcase the horrors of the fishing industry. Um, You don't necessarily need to run out and watch them. They're a little graphic, which I think is necessary sometimes. Um, But we just want to talk today about... Why fish might not be a great choice, but more importantly, why your patients may decide not to eat them and how you can support your patients who have decided not to eat
0: fish in still achieving healthy diets. And there is clear evidence, as we see in Article 1 in our show notes, distribution and translocation of microplastics in fish. Microplastics exist in fish. So it's really unrealistic to think that as we are aggregating fish up the food chain that we are not ourselves ingesting and being exposed to microplastics. So that data is there in the fish. We just haven't had enough time to see the data in humans yet, but that doesn't mean it's not happening. Similarly to the way antibiotics used in animals then translocate to a different microbiome for us when we eat them. And so so that data is there for sure. And if you're interested, um, that first study in our, in our list has um, basically findings of showing microplastics in muscle, um, liver and gills, and as well as the bloodstream, and then fish embryos as well. So in all parts of the fish, there has been demonstrable micro and nanoplastic aggregation.
1: And I think that one is huge. I mean, like like Tracy said, we don't have the data that it's definitely getting into all these spots in humans, but we know that it is getting to the parts of fish that we eat, the muscle, and then it is getting in the fish to their embryos. So we can assume that the same would be true for us and that we'll pass this right to our children. We don't have the proof yet and we hate to have conjecture on this show. So we like to call it out when it's there. Like we are making some leaps here. And we really can't say that fish is not healthy yet, but a lot of your patients will have stopped eating fish because they're worried about the ocean, they're worried about the sustainability, they're worried about the um, ethical aspects of how we capture fish in the current state. Um, And if... Yet they choose not to eat fish. We want to reassure you that there are healthy ways. You do not need fish to live. We're going to talk about some other articles, too. But just going back to our very first episode when we showed the big data on vegans being as healthy, if not healthier, than their vegetarian or meat-eating counterparts, they don't eat fish and they're doing just fine. So we definitely don't need to eat this fish. We do need a lot more research on what exactly we need to get that we're not getting from the fish if we decide not to eat that. And I think that will come. Um, one of the things that I like and that we'll try to give you some evidence for is fish don't make the DHA and EPA; um, they eat it. They eat it from eating sea plants. So they eat seaweed, they eat algae, microalgae, and this is how they get the DHA and EPA, which is the omegas that we're all talking about that we think are the health benefits of fish. So the fish are not the way that this is made. The fish are eating it from plants, and we can skip that middleman and just eat the sea plants to get what we need. So if we eat a lot of seaweed, and I know algae doesn't sound particularly appealing, but they are actually, it is seaweed. There are lots of ways to make algae taste good. And they have all these new supplements now, instead of just fish oil, if your patients are worried about not taking fish, they can take a microalgae supplement that has the DHA EPAs that we need. um, And it comes from plants.
0: That's a great point, Eden. And I think we should say that in the metadata of diets, the pescatarians, right, so the folks who only eat fish definitely do better than the meat eaters, right? So absolutely, if your patients are choosing between a porterhouse and a salmon, go with the salmon for sure for health reasons, because we know for sure that porterhouse is worse for you. But You definitely don't need to consume fish to get, as Eden said, those plant-based sources of omega-3s, which we think are the reason why most of the data on fish and mortality and disease states is actually pretty mixed. Because some studies show it is beneficial and has protective effects if you eat more fish some some studies show zero protection. And then there's a lot of kind of muddled data there in the middle. There's no super compelling data to suggest that if you eat fish, your risk of death is less, but certainly compared to if you eat meat, that data does exist. So on the continuum of nutrition, as you urge patients to go more plant-based, for sure, choose that salmon over that porterhouse if you're not quite ready to choose the tempeh steak or the vegan sushi.
1: Right. Absolutely great point. If you're going to eat any sort of flesh or animal product, fish is the best one to eat. Um, It's better than eggs and dairy, which are the other two episodes we're doing nearby this one. It's far better than meat. So we know that fish is not the end of the world. If you eat it right now, it might be the end of the world if we keep farming it the way we're doing. Um, But that's a different aspect of why we don't eat fish. Um, And to Tracy's point, I mean, there is mixed data on fish. We all sort of assume that there's tons of data that eating a fish or two a week is very healthy and will keep you alive forever. But when you really drill down, it is not that clear cut. So when we look at the omega-3 fatty acids for the primary and secondary prevention of cardiovascular disease, um, that study just showed a slight reduction in coronary heart disease mortality Um, With the number needed to treat of 334 to reduce one event. So that is a lot of people to feed fish to to reduce one event. Um, Given the population size and the inability to get fish in a sustainable method, um, we really need to look at whether we have other options besides trying to triple the size of our oceans to get more fish so that we can feed everybody a fish or two a week. We need to do more research to figure out if we really can substitute this with the things that fish eat, um, seaweed and algae, and finding great ways to eat more vegan sushi, which has probably the same health benefits. We
0: just haven't fully proved that yet. And interestingly, in that study, when they compared fish-based long-chain omega-3s to plant-based um, omega, like long-chain fatty acids, they they also didn't really find a significant effect. And so maybe none of these things really have an effect. It's just that it's better than eating meat for our health. And so really the true benefit isn't in the fatty acids, it's possibly um, in the overall improvement of your diet if you're eating more fish and less meat um so because they didn't really find that plant-based sources were protective either so before you go out and spend a bazillion dollars on fancy you know supplements or whatever um just you know calling that out in this particular study as well that um they didn't find a benefit a benefit either and again one study but Right. No, I think
1: that's a great call out because I told people that they could take microalgae supplements, but I failed to say there's no real evidence that you need to. I know for years we were telling people to take fish oil. If you don't want to eat fish, if you don't like to taste, just take some fish oil. It'll be fine. And I think we've debunked that now pretty solidly that fish oil supplements have no benefit to health. There's no help with that. You don't need those. And it may be the same for microalgae. So certainly don't spend a lot of money on it. If your patients are worried about it when they give up fish, it's something that you could recommend as a, hey, if you're worried, take this. I personally don't take any supplements, um, but I do actively seek out um, seaweed because I love it.
0: (laughs) And you can also, and I don't love seaweed, um, but I do love flax seeds, and I do love nuts. And so those can also be sources of um, omega threes as well. And so flaxseed oil is something that's pretty easy to take um, as a supplement if you don't enjoy putting a ton of flax seeds into your food. And uh, I'll admit I'm guilty of that because I'm afraid of what going into early menopause is going to do for my cholesterol. So I'll let you know at my next cholesterol check if we're still good um, now two years into menopause and if uh, if my cholesterol still looks good based on the <laughs> the flaxseed oil supplements. But I probably don't That'll need be a really helpful discussion for our ages and stages next year when we talk about menopause and diet. Yep. Um, I did want to call out the- study on fish consumption and health. And if people are like, well, I still am not ready to give it up, but I'm not sure, are there healthier types of fish that I should be eating? Now, I'm going to say, no, you shouldn't really eat anything, but... In this study, they found the lowest levels of mercury in particular in fish were in anchovies, sardines, catfish, salmon, clams, oysters, and shrimp. And they found pretty high concentrations in shark, swordfish, mackerel, and snapper. So just if you're thinking about um, what kinds of fish you might want to avoid, those would be the ones with the highest mercury levels found within them. And just
1: circling back around to farmed fish, um, the data is mixed on how healthy farmed fish is. There was a lot of buzz initially that it's not nearly as healthy. That may not be quite true. It may have more health benefits than we initially thought. But farmed fish, I mean, the ethical issues there abound. We're not going to get too heavily into that. Like I said, you can watch Seaspiracy or Eating Our Way to Extinction to see all that. But they are heavily fed antibiotics. They're also fed... A a grain diet. So they're not fed sea plants. So their omegas aren't as rich because they're fed soy and corn. And lastly, they have a lot of pesticides, and that's used to treat the lice that these farmed fish have, um, which is is sort of horrifying how they do it, but they wash the fish. and push them through this pesticide and water mix to clean them of this lice. And some of that pesticide does get absorbed into the fish, and then you're going to eat it if you eat the farmed fish. We don't have data that that's bad for you yet. It doesn't sound good. And I don't want to be an alarmist. I hate conspiracy theories and all that. But this does not sound like the way I would like you to treat something I'm about to put in my mouth. Um, So we just need to be cautious when we accept, oh, well, they can farm the fish. It's not bad for the environment. This is going to be great. Of course, they're going to make sure it's still a healthy product. That is not what the fish industry is looking at. They're looking at making a viable product, not a healthy product. So, the things that they do that make us as a society less healthy by using antibiotics indiscriminately on this fish so that we can't treat infections that we need to treat in humans later is a huge problem. And it's because they're packing all these fish into a small space together. So they're going to get infections if they don't use it. So they have to, but that causes a lot of problems down the road. Similarly with the pesticides, they have to fix the lice by using toxic chemicals that are then potentially going to get absorbed in the fish. So farmed fish is not without issue. And it's not to say that we couldn't spend a lot of resources and try to solve these issues. I hear that with cattle farming as well. If we put masks on the cows and stop them breathing all that methane, then we can have all the cows. It just is not that easy. The much easier answer is not to eat that much fish is to find a different source of protein and omegas than the animals that are very hard to use as a crop Um, and I think that's what we're talking about here yes we could look at finding more sustainable ways to fish or to farm fish it's gonna be tricky And what if we looked at different food sources instead of continuing to sort of abuse our oceans and abuse the fish that we've pulled from them and put into farms and come up with creative ways to do that? Let's just try eating some seaweed and coming up with creative ways to cook and prep the sea plants or like Tracy said, the flax and the walnuts and the fantastic nuts and seeds that have these omegas too.
0: and I, I think that's really nicely summed up in the the Clonin article, The Dilemma of Healthy Eating and Environmental Sustainability, the case of fish, and how people do get information that suggests maybe they should eat more fish as opposed to less meat. And that is good, but we're putting lots of pressure on current fish stocks and we're wrecking the environment by moving to more fish consumption. And so as Eden said, these are all we're all basically like tinkering with the outside of a very complicated problem whose root is really eat fewer animals, period, hard stop. And so if you care about the environment, you should do that. And for your own health, there's no data to say that you have to eat any animal product in order to be a healthy human. And and that data is pretty clear. So we can say that for sure. <laughs> This is Tracy and Eden signing off. Less meat means less disease. Go have a happy plant-based day.